Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, hello, welcome to the Smart Eelist Filipinas podcast. We are live and direct this Friday night. Uh, really, really traffic and kind of warm Friday night. It's your boy Ro, if you noticed, and right here sitting next to me with um, a really, really bad, well, not bad yet, but almost bad enough to not make the show illness, my boy Stan. I'm, I'm not 100%. Jesus Christ. But we love this podcast. We love this passion project we've been doing. And we just have to keep going whether or not we are at 100%. And it's a big week once again in wrestling. So let's get right to the meat of this week's topic. And why don't we just be honest with it and say uh, we were supposed to cancel the show tonight. But you oh, texted yeah. me in the middle of traffic on my way. Uh, right. So yeah, we had we had nothing else to do <laughs> but, but we do to actually this, press we do, record. Yeah, but we do love wrestling enough to move forward with this podcast today. And as you said, very big news coming out this morning. Actually, um, when I woke up, uh, when I woke up this morning, I g- grabbed my phone as I do usually, uh, turned on the mobile internet, and went on Twitter as I usually do. And guess what I find? Guess the first thing, the first bit of news I find. Alberto Del Rio has been fired by the WWE. That was the first bit of, uh, bit of news I saw on Facebook as well, and it did shock the hell out of me. I, I don't sound shocked, but believe me, I was. <laughs> well, if you had, you know, if you had a powerful voice enough tonight, you would be sounding shocked. But I'm gonna take your word for it. So yeah, um, apparently what happened was uh, I don't know when this happened, but it happened, and uh, Alberto Lario uh, slapped a f- another WWE employee, uh, someone from the social media division. See, that's the that's the press release. I don't know that that that's not even the press release. That's actually what went down according to rumors. But the press release is that his release had something to do with a physical altercation with a fellow employee. And when you think about it, an MDJ from the Smart Geeta Speedy Penis Facebook yeah, group yeah, yeah. brought this up. Uh, when you think about it, WWE employees, i.e. the superstars, are kind of paid to engage in physical altercations with each other. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was the first thing that popped in my head when uh, when I first found out the news. Um, I was looking for a joke in there. In that, of course, uh, there's no other way to treat another WWE employee but to have a, have altercations on the regular. But um, obviously, there are not, there are some employees you're not supposed to have a fight with, and there are other employees you are supposed to have a fight with your fellow wrestlers, your trainers, whatever, whatever have you. But not someone who is not a wrestler himself. And I guess, um, according to rumor, that's what happened. And I don't actually I don't know when this happened. And it's kind of funny considering um, Alberto's promo back uh, earlier in this week's main event. Um, he was thanking the crowd, um, which was mostly Latino in Texas. In Laredo. In Laredo, Texas. Uh, he was thanking the crowd for their support. And that's kind of weird when you think about it. But he knew that he was going somewhere. You know, it sounds like the Warriors' last promo. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in a less morbid way, it sounded like the Warriors' last promo. And um, originally... Before the news broke out, we were planning to do um, a regular show, right? And you and as with our regular shows, actually this show is special because um, the news is so 
big and the Rio is such a you know a relatively big superstar that I'd rather devote uh, this episode talking about him instead of going our going on our usual routine. So, um, if this were uh, a normal show, you would have our usual spots and botches list. That's and, right, we would. And and we planned right after seeing main event, right after I saw main event, I planned to put. Um, what happened at the beginning as a big botch, right? Because uh, if you did catch the segment uh, to open main event this week, it was Zeb Coulter and Alberto Del Rio going against each other. They pretty much rehashed their old feud from last year. Right. And, um, well, again, what happened first was Del Rio came out first. He cut a promo in Spanish for the Latino crowd in Texas in Loretto. And then um, people were kind of confused and they kind of cheered for him there because, well... When I, I couldn't understand most of his promo, but um, it was kind of supportive, kind of pro, pro Latino, um, pro the crowd. You know what to put it simply. He was pandering to the audience in Loreto. Uh, well, I wouldn't say pandering, but I mean, that's okay, what I yeah, saw. Put it that way, and uh, and then ja- the real Americas come out and do their usual thing as though they were heels again, right? And it was weird because um, they're supposed to be faces, and you know we've gone over this uh, on this podcast. And it was, Too many damn times. It was really weird what happened that uh, the Real Americans sounded like um, heels and the Real made the Real Americans sound like heels. And there was something just wrong and unusual there. And again, going back to the news now, the news that broke out, broke out this morning, um, it, just, it, just, it just seems weird. It just seems unusual. But he knew it was a swan song and stuff like that. It's... Again, it is weird, but if you have been, uh, if you've been observing main event, if you actually observe the commentary team of Tom yeah, Phillips sure, yeah. and Byron Saxton, you have to actually give all the parties involved in the sense that you know Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger, their character has been consistent. If there's one thing that we like to rant about here on the podcast, it's when certain characters do things that are supposedly uncharacteristic of them. But Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger have stayed true to what they really are and their ideals of xenophobia. Yeah, sure, it's consistent. But again, it's not supposed to be what a face is. So, you know, the the, the crowd in Loreto was confused. Which is why uh, uh, towards the end, or at least towards the middle of that promo, they yeah. actually started booing the real Americans. Exactly. And I would be, I would be too if, um, you know, a bunch of white guys would insult uh, me and my fellow Latino, which they did. Again, is it weird? Anyway, yeah, so... Um, Putting things into context, um, maybe that was um, Del Rio's swan song. And maybe he knew then at main event that it would be his last match. Maybe that's why he cut this promo thanking the crowd for their support of him, uh, the Latinos for their support of him over the years. Here's the thing about Alberto Del Rio. When he first came out, we knew he was trying to fill a void because the WWE for the longest time has been looking for its next big Latino star after Eddie Guerrero passed away and after Rey Mysterio turned into Mr. Glass. We have been looking for the next big Latino WWE superstar. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, honestly, uh, the first time I saw Del Rio, the first time I heard him talk, the first time uh, um, I heard I, he even walked out on the stage and wrestled a match, I thought he fit the blueprint of the next big Latino star. See, he actually does fit the total yeah, package. Yeah, he is a total package. He's he's a good. He's a good looking motherfucker. He's uh. He's got a big body. He's got a big body. He's got a big enough body for the WWE. He knows how to wrestle. He knows. Yeah, he, of course, we already established that in previous episodes that he knows how to wrestle and he can talk. There is no doubt in anyone's mind he can talk. He might not be saying the best things sometimes, but he can talk. And Yun, um, 
well, this was the blueprint left by, I'm going to be honest with you, it was left by Eddie Guerrero. You know, he, he was a good enough wrestler. He was, um, he was not that big, but he wasn't, he wasn't puny, you know. And, and he could talk. Obviously, he could talk. He was charismatic and he could talk. You know what? If you notice, if you notice our la- there's yeah. laughter in the background, we are actually recording at the Mellow 94.7 studio. Yeah, yeah some we of are, our, as usual. Some of our avid listeners are actually here and they brought us some food, some goodies. They were scheduled to come in and you know, they're having a lot of fun. So you're going to have to excuse that a bit because <laughs> uh, our listeners, they, they are what's best for business. I'm cool with that. And, so, and I, we hope you are too. And you know, going back to the Rio as the Latino blueprint, now they're going to have to find someone new. You and, know, and I don't know. I honestly don't know where they're going to start because I'm not sure well, if Samurai del Sol or Callisto is the first person we can actually look at. Well, I think we can. We have to. Um, I think we have no choice. Um, you know, they started looking for a new Rey Mysterio um, back in the you know back, uh, a few years ago because he turned into Mr. Glass, as you said, and they they started with that by looking by looking at Sin Cara and bringing bringing him in. We all know how that turned out. And while while there is still a Sin Cara, that's not the guy uh, Hunter thought he he was gonna get, you know. And he's got Hunico. Uh, while he still has a chance to redeem Sin Cara, the Sin Cara character, um, right now I think people are more high. Uh, the management is more high on Callisto, but that's gonna take some time and. I don't know um, if they are, you know, in a rush to grab or, or you know, take hold of the Latino market, the Latino audience. See, the Latino audience has always been a big demographic yeah, it in has WWE. Been. That's why Eddie. That's why Eddie was champion in the first place. That's right. As you said, it is going to be a big, big challenge now for WWE to look for that next big Latino star. Um, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I suggested Kalisto, I just pulled his name out of my, out of the hat. Well, I, well, well, he was the only guy you would you could think of, I think, other than you know the Los Matadores or I don't think, El Torito. I don't think any of those three motherfuckers stand a chance to be the next oh, big not Latino at all. star. Not, not in those gimmicks, no. But um, I think Kalisto is the best bet. But uh, he got to get out of NXT first, and that might be soon. Now that we don't have Del Rio, uh, you, have you ever considered that? No, I actually haven't considered that possibility. But then again, that's how things are in the WWE, right? Like when one spot is opened up one spot opens up that's when another person can seize that opportunity and use it to propel himself I mean hell remember when Alberto Del Rio, Del Rio first got elevated to the main event right and well that was the, that was the start of the end you know what I'm saying but it was so early uh, he was pushed so early it was the beginning of the end and no because he wasn't ready at all the fans didn't feel he was ready to be pushed to the main event too soon and yeah, um, some people would would probably say that it was too soon. Um, he won the forty man, the only forty man Royal Rumble in WWE history within one year of having debuted in WWE. On top of that, he was in uh, he was in WrestleMania. He was in right. WrestleMania twenty seven, if I'm not mistaken, um, against I, Edge. Yeah, that was his uh, his first year. He was rookie year. His rookie year, he was he, in a main event match he, at he WrestleMania. Did, he didn't win, but the fact remains that he was there, and they were intent on pushing him. So fast, so soon. Even and when you think about it, it's it was kind of like um yeah okay he's old but it was kind of like uh, WWE had um they were rushing. Parang they had this really really short time frame in order to in which to push Del Rio and I don't understand why because he's not that old. He he um he was only thirty three at the time. Yeah, at the time he entered the WWE. 
And he had so much. You know, and, and for those who don't know, for those who aren't aware, that's the that's around the right time. Uh, most wrestlers, most male wrestlers, uh, get into their prime. If you remember. Shortly after the WrestleMania program with Edge, Alberto Del Rio got hot-shotted into the title picture alongside CM Punk right, and John sure, Cena. Yeah. I remember you and I were talking about this some three years ago, mm-hmm. right when uh, we were taking comic book writing class together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, It was John Cena and CM Punk competing for the WWE Championship, and he had Alberto Del Rio with the red money in the bank yeah. briefcase. Yes. Remember yes, when remember we compared this. John Cena to The Rock? Sure. From the Attitude Era, Punk as his Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. counterpart. Mm-hmm. And you remember who we conf- uh, compared ADR to? You know what? I don't remember anywhere. It was so long ago. It was Triple H because he was the corporate champion. Yeah, he was supposed yeah, no, to have no, been I remember the corporate, um, corporate myth. Uh, I remember um, Vince telling uh, backstage to bring out Alberto in Money in the Bank 2011. Which was a reference or a nod to the Montreal Screwjob from right. 1997. Yeah, yeah, and well, I don't understand. I mean, okay, yeah. Um, he was the company's golden boy. He was yeah. the chosen one and, after Drew McIntyre. And that was what um, caused him to fail. Because it was just too soon, and I don't understand why. He ha- Let me get this straight. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm a huge Alberto Rio fan. I'm a big a fan of his work. I'm a big fan of... I listed all his, uh, all his um, strengths in the ring in, as a wrestler, and that's, those are the things that I am a fan of. And I'm not sorry for this, because he's not a bad, guy. He's not a bad wrestler at all. And, and you know you can you can uh, rant about all of these stories about backstage attitude yeah, problems sure, and right. all of that, but I think every wrestler out there has had one negative backstage story about them at one point in time or another. Kung wala man kayong alam, they probably just have buried it so so well. And and even then, um, I noticed that even if Alberto the Rio's heart wasn't in it, uh, as rumored, but um, uh, you know a lot of rumors fly around that say that. Um, he doesn't want to be here anymore. He wants to go back to Mexico and stuff. And even though he doesn't seem to care, he still puts out good matches. Um, you know he, what separates yeah. him from guys like CM Punk? Sure. He actually wanted to wait at least until his contract expired. No, he no, no. Wait, out. you can't say that about Punk because uh, he, according to Heyman, he was he was saying that stuff. Um, you know, one year before he actually walked out, that he was gonna walk out. Yeah, he like, he like I don't know if I could do this anymore and stuff like that. I want I want to go. You know, he's been saying that for a year before he walked out. And to be fair with you, Del Rio didn't wait for his contract either to expire. It was expiring soon, but it hasn't expired yet when he was fired today. I guess what I was trying to say was Del Rio didn't walk out. Sure, he didn't do that. But he he still but he still broke the rules of the company. And that's why he got punished, which is weird because you know throughout the history of WWE there have been worse transgressions. Sure, like, right. You know, like you have Batista, examples yeah, of Batista um, beating, uh, getting in the fight with Booker T. You have wrestlers shitting in other wrestlers' bags for one. Well, but uh, well, I don't know if it's justification enough, but at least those incidents, uh, it was another. Re- it was a wrestler, um, you know, messing with another wrestler. But with the Rio, if we are to believe the rumors. Um, it was a wrestler messing with a non-wrestler. And what, what is a non-wrestler? How is a non-wrestler to defend against a wrestler? You know what? I actually find it funny now how there have been a lot of reports about WWE releasing talent because of certain things that they did. Like, sure. what separates an, off, an offense that you can just like, sanction with like, a slap on like the wrist? Emma's, uh, Thank you for bringing that up. I was actually leading into yeah, that. Okay, go on. Emma's Walmart story. Like, what separates an, an offense that could just be... You know, could just be, just be punished with a slap on the wrist versus an offense that really needs to meet a sanction that is life-changing or hell career-altering. Maybe, maybe Del Rio was in a doghouse, you know? Um, maybe he's been, he was in the doghouse for a while now. 
you know what? Smart fans have actually been sure. bringing up the possibility that maybe ADR has been in the doghouse for quite some time. Well, that's why he's not, you know, winning much. He well, last um he was around this time last year. He was a uh, world heavyweight champion. That's right. Uh, I think it was sometime in September or or October mm-hmm. when he uh, dropped the title Cena, yeah. to John Cena. Thank you. Yeah, but consider this. Now that we're talking about ADR's career in retrospect, if you look at the championships he's held, he's a two-time WWE champion, two-time world heavyweight champion, sure, yeah. former Money in the Bank winner, former former Royal Rumble winner. Yeah. He's in very esteemed company because not a lot of wrestlers can say that they've only held the WWE championship or the world heavyweight championship. No mid-tier championships, yep. no tag team championships. Well, tried. They were pushed to the top right then and there. That list is so short, it only includes ADR, Goldberg, okay. and Brock Lesnar. Right. And, well, obviously, as we know now, um, only two of those guys panned out. That's right. In the WWE, at least. Sure. Well, it was really just a shame how much they overpushed him because um, he, you know, he, he could he could work, he could talk, he could do all those things. And and then they made this, um, you know, I, I've, wrote, I've written about Del Rio before. And the first thing I believe that I wrote about Del Rio was about how he would work like a face even though he's presented as a heel. That's right, because if you notice his offensive moveset, especially in his earlier, in his earlier run or the yeah. earlier part of his WWE run, it actually involved a lot of o- offensive moves that fans would cheer for. He actually had some high flying tendencies in him as well, and yeah, I, yeah. I guess which that's he something still does now. which he does yeah. now, which you know, uh, he probably has a hard time unlearning because he was wrestling as a face as Dos Caras Junior. And actually, I noticed something um, when he did that before. It was it was mostly him, you know, not out, not yet being able to outgrow his um, his um, his lucha. technical tendencies. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, not just that, but his um, lucha libre uh, style in uh, in general. But now, uh, uh, lately, I noticed after he after he'd learned how to work more aggressively, I noticed he was doing those things in order to try and get over. Or it's my theory that he was trying to get over. Like um, uh, recently, I, I noticed, I observed that he tried to do a moonsault. Who does a moonsault unless you're trying to get a pop, right? That's right. That's right. You know what? Let me th- let me just try to recall something that happened last year. Remember when ADR turned face? Sure. I remember <laughs> I remember we talked about this because this was the time when I think Alberto Del Rio was most over as a baby face, especially when he had just recently turned face. Mm-hmm. Like that was a time that you really could feel that people were getting behind Alberto Del Rio and that his character had direction because when he started out, he was always ranting about destiny. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. And he screams that shit. And when you say destiny, it's something that a baby face would say. Yeah. Like, it's my destiny to be the champion. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm working hard to be the champion, right? It's, it's something an underdog would say. If I, if I were to write that, if I were to write his character, I wouldn't um, say that it was my destiny. Because, uh, you know, when you involve fate, um, I know what they were trying to go for. Um, they like, were trying to go for arrogance in that manner and saying that... Like he was trying to say, it's my birthright to be champion. And that's what he should have said. That's what he should have said and said, not destiny, but birthright. Or it was my right to the championship. He could have he gone with birthright he he and exploited his, his heritage. Yeah, exactly. Or he the Mil Mascara's family. Exactly. There you go. Um, or you could just say, I own that championship. It belongs to me. You're just holding it for me. That's something. That's something that would piss me off if I were the champion. And that's I, something that would piss off the average fan as well. Parang puchang yabang itong gagung to. Pero destiny is 
because you know when you say destiny, it implies you're you're working towards it, and you, everything you do, every day you live, you're just churning along. You're just you know keeping your head down and um, plugging away, plugging away, and and going at it with the belief that if you work hard enough, uh, which you know which Del Rio and other wrestlers do, you'll get you work, that brass ring. Yeah, and that's then that would be your destiny because you worked hard enough, and that's you know again something a face would say uh, in their promo. It's like um, it's like the boyhood dream. You know what I'm saying? That classic trope. Boyhood dream. And it was just really, really, really bad. And that's, you know, that's symptomatic of um, the characters. Uh, well, the problem that Del Rio has in the first place. Because he's being given material. He's being given characters that... And he, they just don't really jive with what he's trying to be. And it's... it's uh... It, uh, as Rose said, it is consistent in the WWE. You see that in the Real Americans, which we've been ranting about for sure. the past yeah, few exactly. weeks. Yeah, um, exactly. I think, I don't want to put a damper on this sure. yet, but okay. I think we might see something similar with the Blacksus. Well, we haven't seen them in a while. The hell, they didn't appear at Raw yeah, this week. Yeah, so I don't know. See, I, I'm telling you, um, I tweeted about the Blacksus, uh, if we may digress for a bit. Uh, I tweeted about the Blacksus. I said, um, because um, they, they cut a promo in which they said... Um, Kofi says, uh, we tell you what this is, or something along the line. We tell you what this is when we want you to know what this is, right? And, that, and I tweeted, translation, we don't know how to make this not racist yet. So moving on, um, going back to the Rio, um, it's symptomatic of uh, his problems, this bad writing he's been getting back. Actually, he's, he hasn't had good writing ever since the, his debut, in which he debuted as a Mexican aristocrat. Which is actually kind of ironic because a lot of Mexican stereotypes revolve around Mexicans being exactly. poor. Exactly, and, and that was the good part because uh, finally, um, while he is a heel, he we don't get this you know a Mexican who goes into the ring, uh, you know who who comes out on a lawnmower, or a Mexican who lies, cheats, and steals uh, openly. And well, it was really something different because this time uh, the the Mexican was a was a master, was a lord. Let me throw this out there. What sure. if what if they packaged Alberto Del Rio as like a telenovela character? You know how how popular Telemundo is. Well, you know you know his, around, his right? name in SCW was Alberto Banderas. That's right, because he does have a little bit of resemblance to Antonio Banderas. And, and well, he does kind of sound like um, Banderas in the first place. See, it's funny now that he's gone, how yeah. you and I are actually just throwing out these ideas, which, you know... No, I've always had, you know... Fine, yeah. It's funny how I'm actually partaking in this, because I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of ADR. Sure, sure. But I don't hate him either. Yeah. Right? But You understand, Amanda. I think, I think most people, actually, uh, they like to say about how he doesn't have charisma. But he does. You know what? I'm... Um, I'm going to say this. I tweeted this earlier because um, people are so reacting. I saw this on Twitter. People are so reacting on Twitter. And people are saying that people, are, people like to call him the black hole of charisma. But it's just something they say because they don't understand what charisma is. You know what? If I could call somebody the black hole of charisma, I think I would call Kofi Kingston the black hole of there charisma. There you go. There you go. He might be the black hole of charisma. But You see what you did there? What? What? <laughs> the black hole of charisma. <laughs> Rac- racism not intended. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Asshole. Anyway, um, charisma is not the same as writing and character. He could. Cu- I-, I believe. I believe the real could cut a good promo if the material was good. You know, if he wasn't saying something about destiny or or. You know, stuff like that. To be very honest with you, I actually enjoyed his face promos when he was battling Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. Sure. Like how okay. he was standing up for 
immigrants who arrived in America legally mm-hmm. and how just because they weren't born and raised in the U.S., it doesn't take away from their right to pursue the American dream because they did it legally. And for him to have said that, especially because I'd like to think that ADR legally immigrated into you know the United States. Yeah, well, he he's from Mexico, and I guess he has a working visa. I guess right. He he has le- legal and legit yeah, papers. Well, well, the most well, you know, um, obviously for those not in the know, uh, every foreigner that Zeb Coulter has targeted is illegal immigrant. If they are, if they have immigrated, there are at least they're legal workers in the states. Right, right. So, you know, I, I just enjoy those promos because I really felt, that's when I felt the passion from Alberto Del Rio. Like, um, it was one of those rare times when I actually felt that ADR was not necessarily just playing a character. That's nice. I'm actually going to be honest with you. I think that was around the time I was not able to watch much because of uh, law school. So, uh, well, me, I read these on paper and I, I, I would tell Stan, uh, I don't believe that Del Rio is a good enough face. But he tried. He tried, sure, okay. But I do think he's a natural heel because he does look like a smug asshole. He does, he does. And that's, and that's charisma in itself, yo. Um, if you know how to play the bad guy, that's charisma in itself. That's because you can hold your own as a character. Mm. And it just so happened, like, recently, he has no character to speak of. He was just going around and competing for stuff without reason. Just or messing with, with random baby faces. He's, he was just there as a heel. And the only thing that made him a heel was that... Um, in our they, name, all good guys. Yeah, in our name, good He doesn't even cheat. He hardly even cheats. You when know, he, I don't when, think I've ever seen Alberto Del Rio cheat. Or no, me, no, no, I haven't man. seen him cheat lately. He, he, he beats guys clean. Because, and he beats guys with good wrestling. And, you know, a heel doesn't always have to wrestle good, wrestle well. Let me ask you this, though. I mean, I, since you, you've pretty much established how... You're an ADR fan. What's your favorite Alberto Del Rio match or segment? My favorite Alberto Del Rio match might be, well, WrestleMania 28. 28 against Swagger. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. 28? Was it 28? 27. Against Edge. Ah, that's 27. And... 29 um, Palenque Swagger. No, wait, wait, wait. We're confused. I'm confused now. Which opponent was he facing at Edge. the time? 27. Yeah, 27. That's and, 2011. Um, the ladder match with Christian. That's my favorite match. Uh, my favorite ADR match has to be the ladder match with Christian. That was just so emotional. Mm-hmm. And it uh, w- was one of the few times when I actually teared up watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, in th- these times... Well you, well, you liked it for Christian, not for ADR. Obviously, but the fact that I really empathize with Christian, aside from the fact that I am a peep, yeah. is because of how well ADR healed it up. That's right. That's right. You have well, to give credit where credit is due. You can't he, make a good hero without a good villain. Yeah, he was doing his destiny shtick uh, around that time, but um, at least Christian was a good enough face. Was um, sim- um, he was underdoggy enough? Yeah, un- underdoggy enough. Well, that well, sounds so by wrong. all means because you know um, Christian was smaller, a smaller guy than Del Rio, and um, he was always the one who was in Echepuera. He, he was had, supposedly he the had, Marty Janetti of Edge and Christian. Well, I wouldn't call it the Marty Janetti of Edge and Christian. Can because, supposedly. Um, Supposedly, um, well, yeah, there you go. Okay, so, well, that was one of, um, and again, um, other favorite matches. Uh, I loved his stuff with Dolph Ziggler all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. That double turn at Payback. Yeah, at Payback, that, that was really well done. Very well executed, especially the fa- the part where he kicked AJ's Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. That was a re- that was a, I, 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 wow. I just remember this. But I, um, I remember the double turn. It was um, un- it was. A quietly good match because uh, I, I don't think it got the time it deserved. 
But um, Del Rio played his part well in that match because um, he subtly, slowly built up to his um, to the finish by you know slowly hit attacking um, Ziggler in the head and neck more and more as Stiffly. the match went on. I mean, you know, not a lot of guys can grasp that kind of and pull off that kind of subtle wrestling and storytelling. In Tipong, you come in with the energy of a babyface with with the crowd just literally chanting your name, and then. In the limited time that you have in the ring, you actually try to turn on them or you make them eat out of, the, out of the palm of your hand by doing everything in your power to make them boo you. Right. And that is charisma. That is charisma. And that is something people cannot say he doesn't have. We, we don't give ADR enough credit, that's for sure. No, a lot of people don't. And that's okay. I, I get it. I get it. The moment. But uh, a lot of people who say that they can't, you know, they try to like ADR but couldn't. It's really because uh, he doesn't have he didn't have a really solid character behind him, but it, it just um, they, they played the Mexican aristocrat for a few months with against Rey Mysterio, but after that that was it. Um, it, it just started shifting slowly towards the destiny stuff. And the funny thing about that mes- Mexican aristocrat gimmick is the fact that it, it was so full on for quite some time down to the cards down to the JBL style yeah, entrance Mexican JBL he was the Mexican JBL great and then, theme as well exactly Realeza is one of the more underrated entrance themes uh, my 2010 I think 2010 um, theme of the year <laughs> which kind of kind of annoyed me when they put, put on the mariachi remix when yeah. he turned face last year but after turning face that's when he also lost the cars which Pretty much was retained in his gimmick after he turned heel again, and I, I don't know if it's because of the budget cuts or whatever, but you know it's something I like to joke around because uh, you know like to joke about because I'm from UP and budget yeah. cuts are, are an <laughs> issue in UP. I love the cars because I'm, I like cars, oh, Lambos in the ring. That's style. That's it's class. something because it's a different entrance. So I think a lot of a lot of fans um, like uh, like the novelty of a different entrance because you, you know a lot of guys come out on on foot. And this guy drives in. We haven't seen that since Eddie Guerrero or JBL. JBL. You know what's weird, though? I find this very weird in an ironic twist of fate. Sure. That ADR and Ricardo Rodriguez entered the WWE mainstream together. Yeah. And they left within, what, a month? Oh, no, one week. Shit. We were talking about uh, Ricardo last week. That's right, within a week. It was so funny. I don't know if uh, Ricardo even uh, considered this. Chong, Destinian. (laughs) <laughs> I may be sick I may not be 100% But hell I still got my wits Well I'm glad you do I'm glad you do And Well okay I guess uh, Moving forward um, Where do we see Del Rio coming in now I think uh, There are already rumors Flying around That TNA is interested In getting Del Rio As their champion And I gotta say That's not a, that's not a bad idea um, Joke all you want About how TNA picks up The scraps Of the WWE But they could, I don't think they could go wrong with the Rio as a champion. Pero sasabihin ko sana sige, TNA, i-push niyo yan. Push niyo na, you know, you have ADR push him as champion as soon as he debuts. Yeah, they even have a TV deal right now. I'm going to have to be on the fence about that move. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Actually, um uh, since our episode last week, um new new rumors have uh, come out saying that um it actually hasn't been renewed yet, but they're still working on it. So we don't know yet what's happening at all. I, I, you know what? A, a dozen other theories have sprouted up um, for the for the cancellation ever since we've uh, ever since the news broke out. I think any wrestler with half a brain worth half of them has to think twice about signing with TNA 
as long as this TV deal business is going down this way. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Del Rio wants to work in TNA because I, I always know we've always known that he's wanted to go back to Mexico, but um, TNA would be a good fit for him because um, TNA would need him. Um, hopefully, not you know hot shotting him as champion the moment he walks in, but I think he would be a welcome addition to the roster. But I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna go for it. I don't think um, they're gonna pay him enough. I don't think they're gonna offer him enough, and it's gonna be a lost cause. He probably might go back to AAA in Mexico. One thing that's interesting though about ADR probably returning to AAA is if he's gonna be putting on that mask again. If Dos Caras Jr. will will come back, or if he'll be going by Alberto Rodriguez or whatever whatever gimmick yeah, without the mask. He, he's, since he's been unmasked. Uh, it's and you know hard that it, to go back to, to the mask. Yeah, you're out saying? of lucha libre respect, you know the the tradition of uh, lucha libre. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Um, uh, hopefully, um, well, I, I wish him the best in his future endeavors. I guess because WWE wouldn't. Well, that's, that's why we actually, will. That's actually interesting because um, in their news bit uh, announcing his firing, they don't they didn't use his real name as they would um, when they release other superstars in. They didn't wish him the best in his future endeavors, as you just mentioned. Right. And I don't know. Did, did ADR burn his bridges? And you know, in whatever industry you're in, burning your bridges is one of the worst possible things you can do. And I guess, I, know, I guess, you know, that contributes to the theory that he might have been in the doghouse lately. Because uh, um, remember, you add that with the fact that he was fired over this incident while others have gone relatively scot-free. There might be something there. But ang mature naman, and I, I'm saying this sarcastically, ang mature naman in WWE to, you know, to give him the cold shoulder or to go down this route in the wake of ADR's departure. I mean, yeah, I get that they're being run by Vince McMahon, who's been known to hold grudges over time. But hell, can't you at least just put on a press release? There's a reason they call it a fucking press release. Yeah, um, you know, you're right. They could have been more professional about this. But damn right, again, even though. Even though the real was not professional when he did what he did, if he did what he did, and well, it would have been up to WWE to be the bigger man, you know, in in wishing him the well in the future. So, so yeah, that that's a shame. That's a crying shame. Um, something that we wouldn't really pa- put past WWE to be very well, very uh, honest Vince. with you. Well, well, actually, Vince is um, a businessman. He, he he's all about the money and. Um, he, it, it's, it's never really anything personal with Vince. Um, if the, if Vince wants the real back in the future, and the real and the real wants to come back, they'll probably make out. it happen. Yeah, you know, Bret Hart came back, Sting came along. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people just come back for no good reason. Nobody really ever stays um, on mad, bad terms. On bad terms with the WWE. So I guess. Um, Maybe we should time, we should wrap this up. We've talked. We've gone on thirty minutes about the Rio. Um, uh, Mark, um, our good friend MDJ posted a question earlier today, early tonight in Smarky the Filipinas, which we'll tell you how to get to later. So he posted this question: What would you say? How would you grade uh, the Rio's WWE run? Was it was he overachieving? Was he underachieving? Or did he hit his potential just right? What would you say first? You know what? I think, obviously, I think they could have done so much more with him, especially because we've talked about this at length in this podcast. They pushed him to the moon so soon, so quickly. But again, I'll have to go back with my final verdict that in four years, you won Money in the Bank, you won the Royal Rumble, you only won the big gold belt, 
and the spinner belt, you're in some pretty good company, son. So I'd like to think that at the end of the day, I have to be fair and just balance it out. And I'd say that Alberto Del Rio had a pretty good four-year run. So, so he overachieved, in your, in, your, in your opinion. Yeah. He overachieved. Oh, in four years, he's done so much. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, Jose, I'm going to judge it by, by his actual legacy that he left. And while, you know, in, 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 those con- in that context, titles, championships, um, winnings, victories, they're all just props. They're all just props to move the story forward. What, what you should actually leave behind is an impression on the fans, a good impression on the fans, um, something they'll remember you well by. Um, the reason why Ultimate Warrior is so beloved is because a lot of fans were able to connect with him in his in their childhoods and in his run in his prime, and Del Rio did not achieve this despite having the talent and everything else um, in his possession. Plus, all the opportunities, yeah, essentially spoon fed to but him. But again, it's not always his fault, you know. I, I'm gonna say he underachieved mostly because he was given less and little to work with in the way of actual good stuff. Let me ask you this one question before sure. we wrap things up. Finally, right. Do you think that the pressure of being the next big Latino star was unfairly put on Alberto Del Rio? I don't know because um, to be, if you would believe the rumors, he would demand much from the WWE, from Vince McMahon, from management. He would demand a lot. He would um, ask for this and that. Um, and I think he knew he did that because he knew they were relying on him. So I don't think the pressure was... Um, getting to him And even then He was able to have Great matches uh, Night in Night out So to put it In basketball terms You can't ask For superstar money If you're not putting up Superstar numbers And he did that And he tried And he worked with What they gave him And it just so happened Again I'm gonna say this Over and over What they gave him Was jack shit <laughs> And you know And Sayang talaga Sayang talaga He underachieved I, I would say He underachieved And he had so much potential. He was so promising um, when he first came in. Um, all the vignettes, all the video packages. In the end, he really underachieved. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry not sorry. Um, we'll agree to disagree. That's fine. No, no, no. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, you have a different take, and I respect that take because it made sense, right, in your, in your uh, point of view. But I'm, I'm sorry not sorry for disagreeing with all his haters. We like to rag on him just because um, they're bored with him, and it's not his fault. But we want to know what you think. We want to know what you think about ADR's departure, all of the issues surrounding it. Hell, even if you want to reminisce about ADR's greatest yeah, hits, yeah. you can hit us up on Twitter. It's at Stan947. At Rose War. And you can find us on Facebook. Be part of Smart Gilas Filipinas. We're, we're looking for our 100th member. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, we're actually close to 100. Right. And maybe that could be you if you join us. If you're Filipino, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a big wrestling fan who wants to learn more, wants to talk uh, with fellow wrestling fans about the business, about the sport, yeah, if you call it a sport, um, come on, join us. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Smart Gilas Filipinas. And if you didn't hear that, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Smart Gilas Filipinas. And uh, yeah, we're about to celebrate our first anniversary as a group. And, and I hope you get better in time for that. <laughs> I, I will be better in time for that. It's going to be one hell of a party. So we got to give a shout out to all the boys and the girls. 
of SGP. And I hear that we're also going to be, I think we might be visited by our friends from PWR. Right, right, right. And we're looking forward to, uh, to celebrating, to watching. You know what we're doing there? We're going to watch SummerSlam uh, after the show, right after the fact. Good uh, luck staying good off the internet. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be spo- I'm spoiling myself. It's in the nature of my job. as You know, not my job, but uh, in this, in the nature of my um, as my calling as a writer, as a wrestling writer, to, to know what's going to happen. Right? And I'm not going to wait for our party to, to know what happens at SummerSlam. In the meantime, I have two weeks to, number one, get better, and number two, get better at WWE 2K14. Yes, because we are having a video game night. We're going to have a video game tournament. And I'm going to Irish whip all of your asses out of that ring. And, and I might just award a championship belt to the winner. I might just. Interesting. You know? <laughs> interesting. Interesting times. But right now. We gotta call it a yeah, day. Yeah, we gotta call it a day. Stan has to go home. We have to go. It's Friday night. Maybe you have somewhere else to be. Someone else to do. Go. Come on, man. We're PG. A nine-year-old is listening to us. Come on. I'm just saying. Come on. The realities of life. Fact. Right. And I hope you have a good weekend. Um, hope it's warm and dry wherever you are. So with that, peace. Peace out. Peace out.